0: This is ninety three seven. The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, I got a bunch. All alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn will get it to the 24-yard line of- Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here he is, for Sean Jackson. Ah, oh, yeah.
1: That's right. It's the captain. The ticket. Ninety-three point seven. We're on with one of my favorite coaches, Coach Tony Samuel. Coach. Yes, sir. Who? I I know this is tough, so however you want to answer it is fine with me. But I always wonder, you know. I mean, I've been a coach too for for a while now, and I've got my favorites. I got my favorite running backs. I got my, you know. I don't know if I could name who it is, but over all the years, who would you say your number one, or one maybe top three Russians were?
2: <laughs> you know, I've been asked that for decades now, and I have – I can't tell you who my favorite is I, because, you know, even that, there's guys that they need not a lot of playing time that were some of my favorite guys. And I've never tried to rank my guys. Never tried to rank so them. So you don't got a best. Uh, the, the approach has always been to treat them all like uh, – just like we all have separate uh, fingerprints. I always treat – I treat every single one of my guys different. Mm-hmm. Now, we – I mean, I was very fortunate with some great, great players – and uh I'll give you an example. I first get hired, Broderick Thomas was a sophomore, just sitting there. Then we had Jeff Mills and then we had Mike Kroll and and uh of course what well, Trev came on and just destroyed people and you know, Tomich and Wistrom. and I be we just had some guys that just kept coming and playing and playing. Uh and then you look at the Sandbacker thing, you know, or, mm-hmm. I mean, Jamel Williams in the, in, played in those national championships, you know. Uh, Dwayne Harris, which a lot of people somehow don't bring his name up, but against Miami, he came up with the safety against Miami to flip that game. Mm-hmm. And, and and Dwayne was a guy that always in the big game showed up. He might be a little bored sometimes in the games though we blew people out. But in the big ones, you could count on Dwayne Harris making some plays. Dante Jones was the same way. He was just a disruptor, undersized, just playing hard and disrupting all over the place, you know. So, I I mean, it's really hard to – and I I really don't even try to put that in my mind Mm -hmm. because the guys that that played for me, they know. I, I liked every single one of them. But I also always told him that regardless if I like you or not, that's got nothing to do with playing
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, and I'm just gonna name a few: Mike Rucker, T- Jared Thomas. Did you coach Neil well, Smith? Yeah.
2: No, Neil was see. So when we went to, in that defense, that was the original Eagle defense and the odd front and all that kind of thing. Neil was actually a defensive tackle coached by Charlie. Wow. Okay. And. He and Broderick, believe it or not, lined up next to each other most of the time. When I tell you a thing of beauty to watch, those two—it <laughs> was amazing just to watch those two. Right, yeah, Mike Rucker I had, and uh, after I left, Mike had his greatest year of the year after I left. He was struggling off and on. remember, yeah, I don't know if you remember, he had problems with a groin here and oh, here yeah. and all that, but. Uh, you know, Mike was also one that that well, he went on to the NFL and had a great career.
1: Yeah. What about Travis Hill?
2: That was another one. You know, uh, Travis had the most subtle of techniques you ever want to see. Uh, I, I I remember Travis. Some of them I remember by games. You know, that 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 stretch where Colorado was giving us fits. Mm. In, in the early 90s, they went on a tier, and I think they had like a 25, 28 uh, winning, 28, no, 25 winning record in the Big 8 at the time. And they came to Lincoln, and Travis put on a show. Travis K put on a show against Colorado. And uh, the sad thing about him, he was going to be a, a top draft choice, and he tore his ACL in the Orange Bowl.
1: Oh, wow, that's right. Yeah yeah i was ninety three or as well he, he
2: was you know an interesting story about Travis Travis came on the recruiting weekend where our son Philip was born you know my my wife went into labor that weekend Travis was on his recruiting trip and I ran out of the the office and went down to Bryan hospital right there in lincoln and and he was born and uh I was concerned we might have lost him because I wasn't around that much and but he 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 took one more trip to LSU and uh Travis called me that Saturday that he was on a recruiting visit at LSU to tell me coach don't worry I'm coming. Mm. And uh the interesting he and I shared a very very similar personalities, you know. We were both kind of laid back but real uh,
1: intense quietly. Mhm. It seems like yeah. that the defense in those eras was known. Because, I, I mean, I talked to Mike Minner. I talked to Baron Miles. I talked to some of these guys who would hit you in the mouth and pick you back up. Was that yes. something you guys taught or you did you?
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the Filet-O-Fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recruit
1: that, that mentality. You know, how did you get the Grant Winstrom's, the nice guys, to turn on the switch? You know, Trevor Albers, awesome guy outside the pads. Put him in the pads, a different guy. How did you make that switch in their mindset?
2: I didn't have to make that switch. They came with that switch. Part of my job was to know how to control the switch, Mm -hmm. you know, and to communicate to them. Everybody had different things, you know. Uh, We weren't about uh, penalties. You played for Coach Osborne. We were playing the win. And giving up penalties – if you remember that speech at halftime in the, by Coach Osborne in the Orange Bowl mm-hmm. at halftime, mm-hmm. you know part of the speech was somebody on that side. If we can, if we keep our heads together, somebody on that side is gonna take a hit. We don't swing back; they'll probably give us a penalty. And uh, so we approached everything from winning, and so it was nothing. And part of it was the mindset, you know. Uh, some of the fellas that played for me will tell you when they were helping guys up, they were talking a little smack in their ear where the referee couldn't hear. Them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we weren't. It was it was psychological warfare as well.
1: Mm. That's very interesting because I don't think a lot of people understand how big the psychological warfare was back then. You know, just like we never we never took a knee. We never if we were tired, we would never put our hands on our knees. To show never. weakness, never, never,
2: and that—that that was a built-in, unwritten rule all the way back to when I showed up as a freshman, and the older guys were talking to us younger guys, and that's been passed on. That was a tradition that was passed on, one of many uh, given, so to speak, to to us. Uh, it's interesting that you remember that because that was that was a unwritten rule around us. And, and don't forget, we were also looking at the other team. Mm-hmm. And if they showed any physical signs of weakness, we were, we pounced.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, that's that, that to me was, was one of the biggest reasons why, to me, we won. Because, and I say that Husker Power, you know, people think they know what Husker Power is. They say all that Husker Power stuff. But Husker Power, to me, and I think to some of the teammates that I play with, was the ability to go 150 miles an hour after you got tired.
2: Yes. Yeah. I used to always have a saying on my wall. Some of the guys, that's one thing you'll know. All the guys that played the position, I had sayings on my wall in the office, you know. And one of my favorite sayings was, championships are won when everyone's tired.
1: Mm. When you, when you, when because you're a part of the fabric, of Nebraska football, not only as a coach, but first as a player. And you know the history of some of the things. When you look at, you know, current teams, What what's missing? Where What's going on that we can't get just over that hump and, and start to get in the winning ways?
2: Well, you know, first of all, when I left as, and became a head coach, uh, you have to understand that I lost touch with a lot of what was going on the ins and outs of Nebraska because I was now a head football coach and I had my hands full just dealing with that in, in a very tough environment. So I've been asked that question before, and, uh, you know, it's really tough to to fully explain it because I don't know if I was around it enough to to give you a nice clear definition. You never left. You got to see it the whole time. Mm-hmm. So well, you, you were able to, you, you didn't get to miss that the way I did. Okay. Like, so one thing for sure is depth. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like the depth issue is different now in Nebraska than it used to be. And, uh, you know, uh, we will we'll center too deep at you from every position until we broke you back in those days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, sometimes winning is a mentality just as losing is. And if you start losing, sometimes the biggest battle is to get the mentality back of winning and not having the mentality of losing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So...
2: And you... Coach Osborne used to talk about it. I used to talk with all the coaches, and, you know, uh, you remember some of those times we played those teams that we know we're going to beat? Mm-hmm. You know, you know all the specifics of the world, Colorado State. Yeah, and you watch them on the other side, and you can almost see when they're about to break. You know what I mean? Yes, you start sir. seeing maybe an argument on the sideline or guys throwing their helmets. You can almost see when a team is about to fold. And, you, you know, that's sort of a developmental expecting to lose kind of thing where we always expected to win. Regardless of something bad happened or not, we expected to win and we played that way. So sometimes that's the, big, the biggest battle, is fighting through those tough times
1: in a game. Got you. It's the captain. I'm with Coach Tony Samuels, one of my favorite. We're on the ticket, 93.7. Coach, when we get back, there, from 86 to 96, there was some development going on. How did we turn the corner from losing the big games to starting now to win the big games, winning the championships, beating the Floridas, beating the Miamis of the world? All that and more when we get back with Coach Samuels.